Welcome, everybody, to Pew Pew Panel, the podcast. Today, we are joined by Ava Flanell and myself, Dalen Schaefer, Civilian Tactical. And as always, we have Peaches here with us, who I'm pretty sure Ava uses on her Instagram and here is just a thirst trap, getting everybody to come and watch. <laughs> so it's actually funny um, that you said that because I'm... I mean, I'm guilty. I'm trying to get the viewers from ASPCA to watch our podcast, and I'm hoping that Peaches will lure them, you know, lure them in. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, Peaches has like a better life than like most people. Like she is so spoiled. Um, but I have noticed in some of the reviews that we got, which if you haven't left us a review, please do so on iTunes. But in some of the reviews, people actually have mentioned Peaches, and they really enjoy seeing her. So you can't really complain. Yeah, with that, this podcast is sponsored by Peaches. No, just kidding. It's sponsored <laughs> by our friends over at Stag Arms. They do AR-15s, awesome AR-15s, budget uh, AR. Well, for the money and the quality, you're going to get some really good stuff. And what's really cool is they are like the premier guns if we're talking about left-handed shooters. So if you're yes. a lefty, don't even think about anybody else. Go check out Stag. We have a Pew Pew tent. You can get 10% off at Stag Arms. They have AR-10s and AR-15s is sort of what they specialize in. But they have all those left-handed models. So definitely go check them out. Thank you to Stag for supporting the channel. And thank you to you guys for using these codes. It helps a ton. And with that, Ava, I think we're going to jump into our mail call. Why don't you go first with this one? All right. So, Dalen, I think you're going to be a little jealous with this one. But I did just get in the mail as of yesterday some new shades very nice very yeah. very nice can you tell if i'm looking up down looking you in the eyes maybe not looking at all maybe i'm sleeping who knows nobody can tell and guess what for our listening viewers you're not missing anything you just can't see where ava's looking <laughs> they're really reflective yeah they're they're so freaking awesome though so i'm actually really excited about this color um but and just even the frame so if you guys haven't checked out gators what I love about them is it will literally fit like any face. So you can adjust the nose pieces. You can adjust the frames because it's aluminum frame. So if your head's a little bit bigger, you can make it a little wider. If your head's smaller, you could adjust it to fit, you know, a smaller uh, face. And then, like I said, the uh, nose pieces. So if you don't want it like sitting on your face, if you want it higher or um, I always think it's kind of weird when my eyebrows stick out from my sunglasses. <laughs> on certain shades so in that case i'll raise it a little bit but um they are a sponsor of mine and i do have a code which um i think you know a lot of people would appreciate and that is if you use the url gators g-a-t-o-r-z.com forward slash ava a-v-a if you use that url you're going to get 15 percent off your entire order but they are really awesome glasses and Daylin, you should actually try them. I think I'm going to bring you a pair, bring you a pair when we go to uh, TurgerCon in September. Yeah, I will have to try them. out. you've been raving about them again, like like you said, they're not like a sponsor of the podcast. They're just some cool glasses that you got in. Yeah, but uh, it's always fun to see this in the mail call section. If anybody's wondering, you send us stuff. We kind of just show it off in this mail call section. Anything cool, anything interesting. So I think I will need to get my hands on a pair of those. Absolutely. So what did you get? I got some, I can't show it because it weighs like 300 pounds. Uh, um, dude, I was like an elephant, a baby elephant. <laughs> a large dog. No, um, <laughs> I got steel targets from Shooting Targets USA. 
So they sent over a bunch of gongs, like a gong set. They sent over a dueling tree. They sent over a harmonic target. I think they're like the, they're, that's what they're known for. They're like shooting targets that they have the vitals that you shoot through and that it makes a specific noise when you hit them. So like, oh yeah, they've, they, they're kind of known for that. Uh, so instead of just shooting steel and hearing the same noise, instead, if you shoot and hit like an A zone, or if you shoot and hit the vitals, it makes a specific ring. So it's interesting. Cool. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's actually really cool. I never knew that about them. And what company was that? Uh, Shooting Targets USA. Again, it's too big for me to haul up here and, and show everybody, but I will be setting that up. So you're going to see that on my channel coming soon. And that is our mail call. Okay, guys. So now it's time for the Would You Rather segment. And if you have a question for us, you know, would you rather, let's say, 500 ducks attacking you or one giant duck that was 20 times the size attacking you? Questions like that, um, they could be funny, they could be serious, but if you have any questions for us, don't hesitate to ask, and you can find us at uh, just, I'm sorry, you could just email pewpewpanel at gmail.com and just uh, label the, the title, uh, Would You Rather Questions. So today's first question is, would you rather own 60 high points or one staccato? And if anybody was wondering what Ava meant by the 100 ducks or one big duck, this is sort of... This is? Yeah. I didn't even see that. And I was like, well, here we go. All right. Very similar. That's what she meant. This is the format. So 60 high points, Ava, or one staccato. Which would you pick? Uh, The staccato. You would pick one staccato or 60 high points? I just feel like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't really think I would have to do a lot of thought uh, for that, but I don't know. But you know what? I do wonder, like, why is staccato the gun that people run to as like being kind of a high end 2011? Because there's so many other companies out there. Like there's the Infinity, there's the uh, Trinity, Phoenix Trinity Arms or something. Um, there's a lot of companies now that are like coming up and, and making really good guns and they're actually more expensive than staccato which staccato like back in my day it was like kimber and staccato were like the you know like the most expensive handguns to have and now they're not as much that's not to say that i'm gonna go out and drop like over two thousand dollars on a staccato i think the reason is the fact that staccato has nailed and cornered the law enforcement market yeah. So, and law enforcement generally, they're not people spending that want to spend more money on a gun. But I think Staccato has realized you're not using your gun very much. But when you do, you want that thing to work. And so I think the fact that they've gotten to the law enforcement side of things, those are people who, you know, they live their civilian life as well. Um, and so I think that kind of translates to that love of Staccato that we all hear. I think that's a big part of it. Um, but you are right. There's a lot out there. Um, yeah. And staccato just kind of is the one that stands out from the rest. I know. So you know what? I'm actually kind of dumb for answering that question and picking a staccato because I just did the math. It... I was what I was waiting for this. Yeah. Well, because remember, like a few episodes ago, you were like, "What is the gun that you would have?" And I was like, "I'm gonna pick the most expensive gun that's ever sold for six million dollars." So nine thousand dollars it would cost to get sixty high points at the price of one fifty, which. Back in my day, when the first time I ever saw a high point, that was typically what it was going for. I think the cost is actually now raised to a little over 200 or just at 200, you know, because inflation. 
So that also was kind of a stupid part. But I would also have to find buyers. And I don't have any friends that would buy high points. <laughs> that that was going to be the second part I was going to ask. Yeah, like, cool. So you have this that's worth it, but who's buying it? I know what I would pick. Uh, if anybody's seen my channel, you're going to know that I love to give away guns. Um, I like to I like to do trivia. I like to do challenges and give them away. And that's 60 videos. In fact, I could give one person 60 high points uh, in a scene. Yeah. And I think that would be that would be amazing. I feel like that would trigger some uh, red flags from different government agencies, but it would be a lot of fun. So I would go the 60 high points purely for the entertainment value, I believe. So, a.k.a. you're giving away throwaway guns. <laughs> well... But still, I mean, I would like a, th a throwaway gun. Well, what I like is the high point 10 millimeter. I wouldn't even consider that a throwaway gun. Like, that is just a cool 10... Yeah. Like, it's a 10 mil. It's a 10 mil, and... Uh... Do they also have a high point carbine that's chambered in 30 super carry? Oh. I've We're going to have to... Yeah. We're going to have to look into that because I think I heard that. And if you're not familiar with 30 Super Carry, it's Federal's round. And I think it's pretty promising. It's not taking over just yet, but I do think that we're going to see it pop up a lot more in the future. Yeah. And um, but I, I was I was under the impression that High Point had a gun that was chambered in that. So I saw I saw a comment in one of our videos like, why don't you guys research any of this before you do your podcast? So if anybody because wants, that's this not the... fun. Yeah, this is the part of the podcast where we are wondering if what we're thinking is right, and we wing it. So yeah. you get to deal with I don't know, because, <laughs> like, one, I mean, that takes time to research. But two, I feel like you and I, we both have enough knowledge where we could easily answer these questions, be put on the spot about it. And then maybe later on we do think, like, eh, we should have answered it differently. But, like, I, I could still sleep at night. So, And I think that it makes yeah. other people think, too. And if they are you know more knowledgeable about something than we are by all means definitely write that in the comment section um but for the record i do know that a 40 is not a gun it is a gun we know, chambered we, and we know you're listening yeah um, <laughs> so that brings us to the next would you rather question and that is would you rather get ten thousand rounds of free ammo or the new six spear uh ten thousand rounds of free ammo or the new six spear that doesn't sound specific enough to me but I want to know what your thoughts are on this one. Oh, let's see. So spear, that's the one that we had the question where it was the FN or the spear. Uh, yeah, the six spear is the, the MCX spear. It's like the military gun uh, chambered. Okay. In, the civilian version chambered in 308. Um, yeah, that's the fancy new one. So in that one, uh, when I looked at the cost, it was like, I think it was like $6,000 or something like that. Yep. That does look like a cool gun. I think that's one of those things where I would definitely like be so grateful if somebody gave it to me. I don't think that I'd go out and buy it. Uh, I'm not there in my career yet where I could just drop 6000 and be like, it's cool, peaches. We could still eat tomorrow. Um, peaches would be uh, eating, the, eating a, the poverty diet. Yeah, but with that said, I do have an ammo sponsor, Hats Off to Federal, and they do send me a certain amount per year, which would exceed that 10,000, I think. So, so no I would go with the spear. Um, plus, I mean, SICK does make some pretty cool guns. Like, yeah. there's just some guns that they have that I'm like, man, that is, I mean, just the look and 
the reliability on a lot of these guns that they come out with. Um, and then there's like some guns, like the P365. I had issues with it when it first came out. Nobody believed me. And they all said it was user error. But uh, then it turns out, yeah, there was some issues. So, you know, it's hit or miss. But um, they do have some really cool guns. And I would definitely like to have a lot more SIGs in my collection. Yeah, I think it would depend on the type of ammo. Uh, what I've learned from this mostly is that I need to convince Federal to sponsor my channel. Um, but I think <laughs> I would go for the ammo, actually, because I feel like... I mean, let's say it's like two, two, three price wise. They come out to be pretty similar. I think I would prefer to have, I guess, to have the ability to shoot a whole bunch through a gun that I actually use a lot. So to be really proficient with a gun rather than to have a gun that you may not uh, be able not to be afford as much. And, yeah, you know, it's three oh eight, so it's it's not like super expensive. But I think I would shoot it more if I got ten thousand rounds of free ammo. I feel like I could get very proficient. So I think I'd go the ammo route. Yeah. Um, and I would dedicate that ammo to like just blowing through it at the range. You know what I mean? Just practicing, just uh, working on technique. And I think that sort of would be my mindset going into it. So I think I would pick the ammo from that. Because if anybody's wondering, I'm not a professional shooter. I'm not a competition shooter. I'm just pretty much as good at shooting as you are listening. Um, so I'm no nobody special yeah. at it. So I, I would like the practice. I think I'd go the ammo route. Yeah, Dalen's just a stupid 24-year-old who gets excited when he has a gun in his 25, hand. <laughs> 25, okay. <laughs> um, but also, I think it's important to remember that, like, you guys could have all these guns, but if you don't have ammo, it's like having all these cars. If you don't have gas to put in your, you know, in your car, it's like, cool, you're just going to look at it, and it's basically a paperweight. So, um, yeah, so I, I guess I could see both. All right, and then third question is, would you rather learn to fly a helicopter or learn to fly an airplane? I don't even so know how this got really in here. It's not weird a gun question. question. Yeah. It's, it's not even a gun question. How did that get in here? Man, I have no idea. I mean, either uh, way, I'm, I'll gladly answer it. Yeah, like, let's pretend we're talking, I guess it could be both. Look at it from, like, the civilian side and, like, military. I'm not military, but if I were, I think that might change... I think that might change my answer. What do you What do you think? What would you pick? Uh, so I just got done watching Yellowstone, and I don't know if you've seen that series, but if you haven't, don't waste your time because I read that they may not finish, and it didn't. The fifth episode uh, ended where it was like kind of a cliffhanger, and uh, and yeah, I read like the main uh, characters. You know, like I don't know. I think there's a lot of drama going on behind the scenes. Fifth but episode or season? Fifth season. Yeah, I've wasted. Okay so much time and and honestly it didn't even get good until like season three like the first two seasons and everybody's like just you know stick it out it's gonna get really good i don't think it ever really got good and all the characters for the longest time no i mean all the characters for the longest time i'm like i actually kind of hate all of these characters they're all jerks they all are like selfish or they have some weird you know like the family's screwed up and they're all money hungry and then towards the end, like when the character started to like get a little bit more humanized, like they showed their feelings, then you can kind of, you know, sort of feel for them and start to like them. But I mean, that wasn't until like probably season four. So anyways, the only good thing that came of that is me realizing that one, I need uh, a uh, bulletproof vest that says livestock agent, because I think that was kind of cool. And then two, a helicopter because they have a helicopter and it just looked real cool. Like if they have all this acreage and if they had to get from plan, you know, from 
point A to point B and they used our helicopter, it was pretty easy to do so. Yeah. So those like I, I, I hear that learning to fly a helicopter is more complicated. Um, I don't know if that's true. Anybody who's learned both, let us know and let us know if it matters which one you like do first. I don't know if like maybe if you do yeah. one, the other one's easier. Um, that if makes I a was, lot of sense. If I was saving a bunch of people, then yeah, I'd like to know how to learn how to drive a plane, assuming it's like a commercial sized plane, not one of those planes where it fits like two extra passengers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, the helicopter is a lot more <laughs> versatile. So, like, if you're trying to get from one side of a mountain to another or something yeah. like that, the helicopter is going to be the best way to do it. And you can just land like straight down, wherever, close to the you know runway. airplane. You yeah. I think I would go the airplane route just because I... Because if you pick that and I pick the helicopter, then we have both. Yeah, between us, <laughs> we can get anywhere we want to. No, I mean, I just think um, I have a family and flying places on airplanes is expensive. So I think just getting a little airplane and flying mm. there myself would be cool. Although the small little airplanes go like one-tenth the speed. So like, you know, it's a three-hour flight in a big airplane or like two days in a little Cessna. Yeah, so right. You're kind of dooming yourself in the, with that one, but I do think that would be pretty cool. So flying an airplane. I don't know how this question got in there again. Not a gun question at all, but send us your questions, you guys. Pewpewpanel at gmail.com and we'll be sure to answer them. And now it's time to talk about Manicore Arms. So if you guys are fans of IWI and you have the Masada full-size pistol, you probably realize that the guide rod is, um, it's not metal. And so... Manicore Arms realized that and they were like, they really liked that pistol, but they didn't really love the fact that it was like a, I think it's like a polymerous guide rod or something like that. I forget the material, but it's not steel. And so they created a steel guide rod that can go in the uh, Masada, either the Masada Tactical or the original Masada. And it makes a world of difference. I have both the Masada Tactical and just the regular Masada and um, put both of those you know, Manicore Arms uh, steel guide rod in it, and it is just a game changer. And I think best of all, it's like a $20, $25 uh, accessory. And on top of that, you'll get 15% off because you can use the code pewpew15, all one word, get 15% off, and that is manicorearms.com. That brings us to our listener questions, Ava. The first question... We're about to start a fight here. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a fight. I don't even think that this is really much of a question, but it says, who is a better shot, Dalen or Ava? And the answer <laughs> is Dalen. We all, it's not even a question, right? Okay, so I I also am similar to you where I've always told people, like, I'm not a professional shooter. I don't do competitions. I am a firearms instructor, and I've been doing that for 10 years, but I am very much like an average shooter, but I can hold my own when push comes to shove. And just recently when I was in California, uh, I was there with Becky Yackley, who is like a world champion. And I knew I was going to lose. Like they put us up against each other, which I thought was kind of comical because I'm like, I don't really stand a chance. Like I don't do competitions. But I did actually feel pretty good about how I did because um, the competition that we did, which was it was literally like shoot uh, five rounds at the target 10 yards away, mag change and then shoot the other five. But um, and we were timed on it, but uh, I lost by five points, and her grouping was point two inches better than mine. 
So not bad considering I don't do this, you know. It's a long way to say that, yes, Ava would definitely be a better shot than me. Yeah. <laughs> that's just proving it with statistics. I, I don't have any numbers. I, I really want to get into competition shooting just because I think it would be fun to, like, try and improve. Yeah. Not because I think I could win, but I think it would be just, like, a fun skill to have. Um, So I, I think that's I think, cool, but... I think it's actually... I do think it's good for people to get outside their comfort zone and do stuff like that, like IDPA, IPSC, um, any, like, even scenarios at the range. That's what I like to do occasionally. Like, every Thursday we have it at my range. And what's great is, like, you practice shooting while moving, while under stress, because you're also being graded by accuracy and time. And if nothing else, it just kind of takes your shooting to the next level. And I think it would just be good just to, you know, get more acquainted with your gun and and practice shooting, you know, in a stressful situation and kind of taking your skills to the next level. That brings us to our second question, because when it comes to accuracy, like I'm I'm not there. I'm not the yeah. master. I can't give any more advice on that one. But that brings us to the next question. So you guys, you guys can submit these questions. And we're going to talk about them. Pewpewpanel at gmail.com. You can send them in. Uh, I'll just keep repeating it. This is going to be like the joke. I just like repeat <laughs> it all the time. But pewpewpanel at gmail.com. You can send in your questions. Bobby Blaze from Guns Blazing Ranch sent us the question, what is your oldest gun? What's its age? Not by purchase date. So what's the oldest gun gun that we have? Not like what was the gun that we bought first? Ava, I want you to go first on this one because my answer is not very exciting. Actually, you know what? So at first, um, I was thinking, I was like, man, I don't I don't have any old guns. Although I wish like back in the day I bought like a Mosin Naga or an SKS when it was like super cheap. Um, but I don't even have that. But I do actually have like kind of a heartwarming story. And so as I've said in previous episodes, so my mom passed away 10 years ago and she was a firearms instructor. And then she owned a gun store with my dad. Well, after my mom passed away, maybe it was just how my dad dealt with, you know, my mom passing away. I don't know. I know everybody kind of deals with things differently, but he decided to just like sell her guns. And at the time I wasn't into guns. Like, so he gave like my sister one of her guns, um, a few of her friends, you know, but like I didn't get anything. And um, anyway, so then fast forward like a few years, I ended up getting my FFL to sell guns at gun shows. And I somehow ran into somebody who figured out my last name and they were like, so this is going to sound weird, but I think I have your mom's gun. And he said that like he, when he picked out this gun, which is a, so Ruger uh, 22, um, one of those like pistols, whatever that's called. And um, he said that, like, when he bought it, it was disclosed at the time that it was, you know, the previous owner's gun. <clears throat> and so, anyways, um, I offered to buy it from him, and he ended up giving it to me. Oh. And I was, like, incredibly grateful, and I still have it. I haven't shot it. It's just, like, in my safe. I don't even have it out and about, like, where people could see it because I just don't want anything to happen to it. But um, later on, when I was, like, making a little bit more money, I thanked him by getting him a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So that's probably the oldest gun. And 
I think it was, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the model, but like the, the Mark, the Mark yeah. series. Okay. Yeah, but it was like one of the very first Mark series because I don't know what they're up to now. Is it like the Mark Five or something? Mark Four, Mark Five, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah, so I do have that. So that's that might be my oldest gun. Um, other than that, all my guns are pretty new. I mean. Your dad has a lot of really old guns. He does, really yeah. Really old guns. I know you were showing some off, like some Civil War blunderbuss style ones. Yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where I'm, I think the oldest gun that I own, slash we, whatever I say I, it's just the guns that we have in our house, whether or not they're mine or my wife's. Um, It's a Marlin 60. And those, again, these aren't old guns, you guys. Like, these aren't totally old guns. They're You're like, like huh, two years ago. <laughs> well, it's a little bit older than that. And they stopped um, making these. So it's like between 1966 and 1982 are when the Marlin 60s were made. And I would have to check my um, serial number to see when ours was made. But that was back when they did, it was a gift from my father-in-law to my wife when she left. So it's from her dad, and um, it, it was back when they did like micro grooving before Marlin went out of business and got repurchased, and then somebody else mm. was doing the manufacturing, so it totally changed the quality. But uh, that one's a fun little gun to shoot. I have not same boat, like I haven't touched it in a long time, just because I have guns that are uh, easier to shoot. That one's just an older gun. It's like a tube fed twenty two, but uh, that I would say that is my oldest gun, and I know I've seen like M one Garands on the Blazing Guns Ranch YouTube channel and old stuff like that and M1 Carbine. So I know that doesn't compare to maybe what uh, you, Bobby Blaze, have had on your channel, but that's kind of what I have in my safe, and maybe I need to... Uh, I have been trying to get my eye on an M1 Grand, so we'll see about that. I need to check out Bobby Blaze's YouTube channel. I like that name, Bobby Blaze. It's kind of like Bobby Flay. We're going to see him at the gun shows. He's going to be swarmed by fans one of these days. I just know it. Yeah. That brings us to our... Oh, unless you have anything else to say there, Ava? No. no awesome. That brings us to our sponsor today, who is Aura. So recently, I've been trying out Aura. What they do is like digital security, online security. You essentially put in your information and they monitor. Everywhere that sells data, credit card numbers, uh, social security numbers, they like monitor the web for that information. And I was signing up for them. I had it running for a little bit. Uh, I've, I've told you guys before I had like a little virus incident where they helped me squash that one really quickly. Um, and I kind of logged into the portal and they're like, by the way, there's like these four websites that have got your information. Uh, would you like it removed? So it was pretty cool. Very easy. I just said, yes, remove, remove, remove. What they did is they actually went out and contacted those companies ask them to like remove the information that they sell from their information database that they sell and then the companies essentially send you an email be like your data's gone like we don't have it anymore so mm. it's a really cool easy system not to mention they have a vpn as well so if you guys want to try out aura for 14 days for a free trial use code civilian tactical all one word no caps just civilian tactical and that's probably like one of the most helpful things for this channel is when you guys go and you try out these different services uh it is it supports the channel like nothing else so go check them out code civilian tactical and a big thank you to them and then also one other sponsor rainier arms so we have 
uh, TriggerCon coming up, and Rainier Arms puts that on, and it takes place in Kansas, in Wichita, Kansas, and it's from September 22nd to the 24th, I believe, or the 25th. And Dalen, you're excited because you're going to, you're going to see your man crush, James Reeves. Wait, wait. Well, are you going to get no idea who I am? So we're going to see how this goes. You know what you should do is like you should roll up there like wearing shorter shorts than he wears. And you're probably going to gain his attention pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He is known for his shorts. That is. Yeah. He's going to be there. He's like their uh, he's he's their highlighted influencer. So he's going to be there. If you guys know who James Reeves is, is TFB TV. Um, it's a it's a fun event. So definitely. Definitely go and out there if you can. Actually, so right before the show started, though, you were like, I wonder if I have more subscribers than TFB. And I was like, eh, probably not. And sure enough, you do. Like, you are just beating them by a hair, which is, like, really impressive because... I pretend I don't care, but, like, I actually take a look well, at that one all the time. Well, and plus that one, like, if you, if you really like somebody and you look up to them and you're watching their content, and then you're like, wait a minute, like, I'm starting to surpass, like, what they put out. And it's I, crazy. I really like TFB. Like, I think that they put out some really awesome content. I know that my editor from my other podcast, he always like regurgitates a lot of the articles that they write uh, when discussing new products and stuff. And they're everywhere. They, you know, if there is any new products that come out, they're usually the first ones to discuss it. So, yeah, I would be incredibly, incredibly like proud of yourself for and and mostly what I like watching about them is watching James Reeves review the poverty tier guns because. I'm usually team hop because those are the budget guns. He's reviewing the budget guns. And when James Reeves has to review one of those budget guns, it's just it just puts a smile on my face. And I think everybody else who gets to watch it as well. So I just I just figured you were going to say like when he runs in his short shorts or something. But there's some pretty cinematic, shots. <laughs> pretty cinematic shots. But uh, it is watching. My favorite part would not be the short shorts. It would be watching the pain and suffering as he reviews budget pistols. It's great. Right. All right, guys, so if you want to join us at TurrCon, again, it takes place in Wichita, Kansas, and you have to purchase a ticket and use the code GUNFUNNY, all one word, and that is, uh, TurrCon is T-R-I-G-G-R-O, or G, I'm sorry, so it's T-R-I-G-G-R-C-O-N dot com. That brings us to our main topic and that is why should we care about gun politics in our state? Now, this is going to be interesting. I'm sure we have some like international viewers and we want to keep this interesting for you guys, but I'm sure there's also a lot of you guys that live here in America. So there's kind of two parts to this, our state and then our, uh, just like the federal government. So like nationally, the gun law. So why should we care? What we're going to start with is why should we care about the kind of gun politics in our state? And Ava, you've been recently on your podcast, you started doing your kind of politics section that you added mm-hmm. in. Uh, political AF stands for political Ava Flanell, in case somebody was wondering. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, what what's the like, why is it so important to care about politics on like a state level um, as like gun owners? Yeah, so I added that political segment, and it's actually been a little while now, but I got so frustrated talking to civilians and them not realizing like what's going on, whether it is at a local state or national level. And um, so I just decided like I need to inform people on what's going on because unless you are in that industry, half the time you have no idea. 
But it's incredibly important because like you said, like if we have any viewers internationally right now tuning in, chances are they live in a country that obviously does not have the Second Amendment. Totally. They don't have as many rights as we do. And, you know, and even Canada, like you were originally from Canada and look how much ground uh, Canada has lost. And it's I think it's one of those things where like the government wants that because then they're able to control the people. And the whole reason for the Second Amendment was to keep the government in check. And without some sort of, you know, some way that we could use force against the government, you know, especially when the government has all of these guns and we're left empty handed, it's going to make it incredibly difficult to fight for those rights. Um, but as far as like statewide goes, I think that it's important to know like what's going on in your state um, locally because I think this is how it starts. So everybody thinks that it's going to happen overnight, you know, like overnight they're just going to ban guns and they're not. That would be really stupid of them. Instead, they're coming at us from all angles. And that could be whether they're, you know, um, they decide like, okay, I mean, as of Colorado, so Colorado, I'm, I'm in Colorado. As of this past year, they passed a few gun laws. So they increased red flag laws, which allows them to just knock on your door, take your guns away. If anybody says that you might be considered a threat, unfortunately, anybody could pretty much say, you know, at this point, they made it uh, so that doctors and teachers can, you know, um, say that like they think that you're a threat or if it's a family member or an ex-wife or anybody like that. Um and they could knock on your door and there's no due process because of that. They also recently passed where now adults have to be 21 in order to buy a rifle. Before it used to be 18. And then lastly, they passed where you have to wait three days before you can obtain a gun. And all of this stuff, again, just like any laws, like hurts law-abiding citizens. It's not like it's going to affect criminals. So now somebody who's in fear for their life, they just got out of a bad relationship, they want to purchase a gun. Well, now they have to wait three days in order to purchase that gun and be able to protect themselves. Not to mention that same person could flag them and mm -hmm. essentially say, this person is dangerous um, yeah. just because they're mad at each other. And, you know. Yeah, and it's, and it's not like they're going to handle it right away. I mean, law enforcement has, you know, law enforcement and uh, the legal system has their hands full. So, I mean, we're talking about like probably over a year by the time they get to your case and you're able to prove that you're not a danger to yourself or someone else. So it's really important that everyone's aware of like what's going on from a local level so that these things don't pass because as soon as they start passing in other states, then other states take that exact same. It's almost like a script on exactly how they did it, what they wrote, and then they take it to another state and they try to implement it there. And then before you know it, now you know, each state has this requirement where you have to be 21 or, or older to purchase a long gun and a handgun. Yeah. And that is the law now federally. Like it's so the. I have a question for you, Ava, then. And it's kind of like, I'm going to, it's going to be a hard question because I've had the same feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, so if there's a state that has gun laws that I don't like, maybe I live in that state or maybe I want to move there. Why should I care about the politics instead of just like moving to another state? Because um, that could be a temptation for a lot of people. For me, it is. It's like, uh, 
here's my list of states that I would want to live in because I know the gun laws are good. So why should I kind of care about it and fight for it in those states um, when I could just go to a different state that maybe is more friendly towards what I believe and feel? And I hear about that all the time. People are like, well, time to move. Oh, this is becoming a very liberal state. It's time to move. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. Guess what? Colorado used to be an incredibly red state and now it's blue. And I think that if you guys leave, if you're just constantly moving and handing over your state, then you're letting them win. And it's just going to be a matter of time before we, you know, if we move, then that state is going to be in jeopardy. I don't think that this fight is ever going to be over, unfortunately. It's something that we're going to constantly have to fight for. But I would hope that people realize that, like, the fight that they're willing to put in and, you know, preserve our rights is going to pay off as opposed to us just handing over states on silver platters. And honestly, I think the perfect example of this is California because there have been so many people leaving California, but there've also been a lot of good people fighting in California for gun rights. And we've seen that they're starting. It was the strictest, like New mm -hmm. York and California, like two of the strictest states and California slowly, they're starting to dismantle some of the uh, systems that they have in place for preventing and infringing on Second Amendment rights. So it's really interesting to see that it can be done. Well, I also think California is trying to, like, starting to take a step back because look at all the stupid laws that they passed that doesn't work in favor of the law-abiding citizen. And now law-abiding citizens aren't even able to protect themselves. Like, I am pretty sure the law passed where if somebody breaks in your house and you can retreat safely legally you are required to do so if somebody steals something that i think that is below like 900 dollars, you can't charge them so again there's just like all these laws that are being passed where it looks out for the criminal and gives them the upper hand and i think that i mean if i lived there i'd be pissed here i am law-abiding citizen all i want to do is just like raise my family have a safe life and I'm required by law to leave my house if somebody's trying to steal stuff. And for anybody listening, like, that sounds good. It sounds good. It's like, okay, well, if we don't have to kill somebody, how about we don't kill them? And then yeah. write that into law. It's like, it sounds really good, except for... There's no uh, repercussions, though. But also, what is, like, safely? Well, then the courts get to decide. And if you're in a place that's like, well, safely is like, maybe they had a gun, but, like, he didn't have it loaded, so he couldn't have shot you. It's like, well, as a, as a person, it's like, you wouldn't know that until you were dead. Yeah. So you don't really get to and you don't really get to you don't really want to be trusting criminals to like not have their gun loaded or like whatever crazy scenario. It's just down to the courts. So it's like maybe maybe that's not a wise idea. And also, if you can dissuade criminals from being criminals. Exactly. Uh, I think they pulled a bunch of felons who had committed violent crimes using a weapon and they in prison. You know, all these guys are in prison and they pulled them and said, are you more or less likely to target somebody who has a gun? And they said less likely to the tune of like 95%. Like mm -hmm. if they knew that they had that, that their victim had a gun, they would opt not to target them. I, I wonder why. Like, wow, you really yeah. think this shouldn't be something that is even a question. But yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if there isn't any repercussions for these criminals, then of course they're, they have nothing to lose. So I completely agree. And then if you know that, you know, guns are pretty hard for citizens to get, then it makes everyone a pretty soft target. So. Um, Daylin, I'm going to shift things over to you, though. So why would it be important for people to stay on top of it nationally? Um, yeah, so I have a few thoughts on this, and we covered a lot of them in the kind of the statewide level. But 
first, I kind of want to go over one of our uh, sponsors here, and that is GunZoneDeals.com. They're really awesome. They have a great mailing list where they'll send you guys lots of deals via email. Um, overall, they sell a lot of um, lights. So if you're looking for good quality lights for your guns, they have a lot of like, uh, so mounted lights for your guns, but also EDC lights. So if you're just looking sure. for an EDC light, knives. Uh, that being said, they're just like, they, they do sell a lot of other stuff, but that's where you can get some really good deals. So definitely check out GunZone Deals. Um, awesome awesome place and a good supporter of uh, what we do they kind of share the word about our podcast as well so that's a massive help to us um so yeah definitely check them out they're awesome people awesome website um nate the guy who runs it he's just a really good guy good american guy who loves the second amendment so check them awesome. out they're awesome and then to answer your question um i feel like there is this this gets into sort of the what it is to like to believe in the second amendment but i feel like there's a bit of a culture war and it doesn't matter where we are almost when we talk about like the federal level when it comes to gun control we almost have more power because whether or not you are in a blue state or a red state in the end your voice does matter um and i think it's important to share with people what's happening federally because then it gives us the information we need to be educated and decide if we like what's happening. And so it's kind of like, I know staying on top of the news sometimes can be a pain, especially when it comes to like gun laws and so much news is happening. The ATF is doing so many crazy things, but I think it's important to hold people accountable. <laughs> and I feel like that is a really big part of it when it comes to federal agencies and federal laws that are being passed. We have a lot more power. Uh, because the people that hold the federal agencies accountable, we vote them in. Now, the federal agencies like to go rogue and do their own thing sometimes, but we vote in the people who hold them accountable and decide whether or not they get to keep their job. So I think it's really just important to keep an eye on the landscape. Um, as much of a pain as it is sometimes to just be inundated with all this news, that's sort of why I think it's important. And what you can do, it comes <laughs> down to like who you're voting for. And yeah. Yeah. And also really important just to keep up to date with what's going on, because even the thing with like the whole thing with braces right now, I can't tell you how many people think that that's over and that we are saved from getting penalized from having a brace on our gun. We're not. Um, so there's a lot of misconceptions, too. We're still fighting that. And uh, there's still a lot of gray areas. Like if you're a GOA or like Gunners of America or a Fibers Policy Coalition member, uh, that you are saved from, you know, getting persecuted. But even then, I think there's a lot of gray areas. Um, but the last thing you want to do is like go out there and show all of your braced guns on yeah. social media and then ATF shows up at your door and yeah. you're getting in trouble for that. So Persecuted and prosecuted. Honestly, yes. when yes. it comes to the ATF, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it is it is a tricky, um, especially with people. Um, that's another thing is share what you learned with other people. Uh, mm -hmm. Just because some people might not know or they're not staying up to date. And because of the way that the ATF is, if you don't stay extremely up to date, it's like 10 years in prison and a quarter million dollars. Yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's a pretty good reason to stay on top of it. So yeah, just just share what you learn as well with others. That brings us to our listener of the week. Ava, do you have a listener of the week for us? So should we do what I did last episode and just do the Ask Google thing? 
Let's do it. So these are reviews that you guys have left on Apple Podcasts, the Apple Podcasting app. It's super easy. We're giving away a free sling to whoever gets selected. We have, uh, what, seven more? Was there eight before and now we got seven? I believe so. So we're down to seven. Um, and you guys go drop a review because the numbers aren't, we don't have a ton of reviews and it helps with the algorithm. So drop a review. Tell us about yourself, uh, what you like to do for fun and your favorite gun. And that's what we're going to be reading right now is somebody's review. We're going to pick one of them to read and that person. And hopefully, so last time I asked Google to pick a a number, so hopefully they don't pick the same one, but we'll see. Okay. If it is, just bump it down to the next one, and then we know Google is not good at randomizing numbers. Yeah, and then we'll have to figure out a different way. Okay. Okay, Google. Choose a number from one to eight. Here's a random number. Four. It picked four. Peach has something to say about that too. I know. Peaches Peaches, hey. She probably she's like, here's the voice and was like, wait a minute, did that come Who from is the this? Door? Yeah. Okay, so four. So let's see. One, two, three, four. Okay, so episode one. That's uh the title, and it's from Dave the Hunter. And Dave the Hunter, so he actually has been emailing us quite a bit and even the other day, Dale and I asked you, I was like, have you been reading the emails that we've gotten off of pewpewpanel at gmail.com? And you tuned in, and one of the things that I laughed about is he wrote uh, that Dalen needs to smile more, but I think he was being sarcastic. And and I was like, yeah, when I read that, I laughed too. And I was like, I think he's referring to you as being too happy. <laughs> But I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, there might have been an episode where I didn't smile. It's entirely possible. No, I think if anything, like, I don't smile as much as you do. Like, you always seem like you're happy, and I'm just like, you know, I like RBF. But anyways, so Dave the Hunter, he wrote, Great show, listened to podcasts, then watched. Great content, enlightened exchange of views and opinions, provides insights to hosts, thoughts, and industry trends. I'll be back. So, Dave the Hunter, just contact us at pewpewpanel.com. Click on the contact us form and send me your mailing address, and we will send out the Manicore Arms sling. And uh, on that note, guys, if you haven't left a review, please do so. It's really easy, especially if you have an iPhone. You literally just, like, search for the, uh, the podcast app, search for Pew Pew Panel, scroll down, you'll see where it says Reviews. Click on it, and then you can leave a review. So really and, easy if you have and an if iPhone. Haven't, if you haven't and you have a spouse or a family member with an iPhone, just ask to borrow it for like two minutes. Go leave a review from their phone. That way you can double dip because it's only one for <laughs> iPhone. So there's a way to get in a couple that's actually, extra. Yeah, that's a really good idea. All right. Well, I guess on that note, we're out of here, and we will see you guys in a few days. But... Uh, Stay safe out there, stay strapped, and thanks again for watching.